Hello, queens, and welcome to our royal community. If you are here, then this is officially your royal community, too. I'm your host, Latanya Porter, a wellness mentor, helping middle-aged women find vibrance, passion, and purpose in the aftermath of life's challenges. Our royal community will focus on strategies to help you along your journey to build your empire. I am so glad you're here. Now let's get started building our queendom. It is December 30th. You just kind of flew by there, didn't it? But yeah, it is December 30th and we're closing in on... You know, 2019, it'll be here before we know it. 2018, just, it kind of flew by, you know. What did, what did you guys do in 2018? Um, anything big, anything small? Uh, like, you know, reach any goals, what you get accomplished, any changes you made? Did any, you know, dramatic life changes happen that just really kind of sent your head in a spin? I know I, I had a couple of those myself, you know, and I think about like the notable things that I did. I started a business and I wrote a book and I started a podcast. Like all those things are great, but I did a lot of personal development and personal growth in 2018. I feel like I couldn't have done any of those other things had I not done the personal growth anyway. So that was good. I I really like that. I, I like the fact that I did some stuff that produced some great things. Um, But I think that's why I want to talk about the purge this week, because one of the things that I did have to do uh, in order to have that personal and emotional growth and to get some of those notable things done was I had to purge some stuff. Like even in the middle of the year, like this past summer, I relocated to another state. I just I needed to get rid of some stuff and I needed to move on and I needed to just change my setting, change my scenery. So that's what I did. It was part of my purge. And although the last couple weeks on the podcast, you know, we I kind of talked about like vision boards and journaling and relationships and things like that. Um, I even talked about mental health in a solo episode. I want to talk about the things that we have to get rid of. So not always the things that we have to implement, but sometimes the things that we have to like legit get rid of. So think about it like this. Like if let's say that you know somebody or somebody has a there's a person with a substance abuse problem. So they abuse alcohol, drugs, whatever it is. And they decide that they're going to get clean. And let's say that they're successful. Can you imagine what would happen if they didn't change their setting? So if they still spent time with the people that they were connected to while they were getting high. So whatever that life looked like for them, they're still hanging with that crowd. And if that crowd isn't about change or growth or anything like that, even if that person never uses another drug a day in their life, what kind of personal growth, what kind of evolution are they really going to have being in that same environment and that's kind of what the purge looks like even if you didn't have like a lot of bad people per se in your old life these people may not be able to go with you to the next level like they may not be able to help you grow if they could help you grow you probably would have grown while you were already there with them but you're now unstuck and you now have to move on 
And it's possible they just cannot go with you. So that's why I want to talk about, you know, the purge today. So I am a wellness mentor that helps middle-aged women find vibrance, passion, and purpose in the aftermath of life's challenges. So I'm going to talk a little bit about where that came from. I'm in grief counseling. I go to my grief counseling and I say, hey, I want to talk about why I personally didn't report my sexual assault that happened when I was 11 years old. So initially she kind of goes into like a comfort mode, like, no, no, no. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't report it. It's not a, a bad thing. It doesn't, you know, mean that you did something wrong. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I'm past that. Like, I know that part of it, but I want to talk about why I didn't report it because I felt like I deserved it. So in my mind, like every woman has a, a reason. There'll be a theme and it theme might be embarrassment, shame, judgment, you know, fear of ridicule. Like there'll be a thing that you can, you, maybe you can tie all of the, all of the reasons into, but if you legitimately listen to each individual woman's story and reason, you can hear exactly why that particular woman didn't tell anybody when it happened. So that's what I want to talk about because I felt like I deserved it. 11 years old and I felt like I deserved to be, you know, drug into a bathroom and raped. So when we talked about that, um, she said, you know, it doesn't sound like you were a bad person that deserves something bad to happen to you. It sound it sounds like you were the victim of abuse. What you're describing from your childhood is emotional, verbal, and physical abuse. And it would have resulted in you feeling like you're a bad person that deserved this bad thing to happen. So when she said that, you know, you've been abused, you're a victim of abuse. It reminded me like when you're watching a movie and there's a plot twist and then you see all these flashbacks from the movie and you're like, oh, man, that makes so much sense. And oh, yeah, um, like all the pieces just start to fall into place. And that's kind of how it felt. Like when she said it, it was just like, oh, wow, that probably is why I did this and why I did this and why I didn't do this and why I was scared to do this. And um, it just, it offered a lot of clarity, I guess I'll say for me. And when I finally like got home and started really processing what she had just told me, what it also did was make me think, how many women are there like me who made a bunch of decisions and landed themselves in a life that was predicated on a lie. They didn't think they deserve more than what they currently have. So they didn't pursue it. They didn't look into it. They just took what they, they settled. They took what they could get. And those were the people that I wanted to reach out to. Like that's the community that I wanted to build. So the last part of that, the aftermath of life challenges, comes from the idea that we built a life based on something that isn't true. We got into a profession. We got into a relationship. We built a family. Like we did this stuff based on what we thought we were or what we thought we deserved. When in actuality, our life could be so much bigger than that. So we're now standing in the aftermath of this devastation. We're standing in the aftermath of all of these bad decisions and toxic places and habits and toxic people. And it's like, what do you do after that? Because 
you're middle age, you're 40, 50, 60 years old. And it's like, what am I, so how do I undo all of this mess that I just did? And that's kind of where that purge comes in. So if we go back even to that hypothetical person that, you know, beat their drug addiction, you, you got to purge. Even if the people who are in your past are technically toxic, if they never treated you poorly, drug addicts or not, then you are going to feel a sense of loyalty to them. However, you can't grow if you take them with you. You can't evolve. You just can't. So that purge is important. And that's definitely a part of what I did this year as well. I definitely purged some habits, some people, some places, some stuff. That's what I want to focus on today. What are you purging? How are you getting ready for 2019? Getting ready for 2019 starts in 2018. Um, three things. I want to talk about the the now, the person, place, or thing. I think now, I think it's a, well, what they're teaching the kids now is it's a person, place, thing, or idea. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, you know what, let's do all four then. We're going to talk about nouns, the nouns that we have to purge. Person, place, thing, or idea. So let's talk about people. You know, sometimes you do have to purge people. Like if we go back to that hypothetical person that recovered from their substance abuse addiction, they are going to have to purge the people that they were using drugs with. You know, if those people are still engaging in that lifestyle and they don't want to do that anymore, then those people have to go, regardless of whether those people ever, you know, literally hurt them or not. um, That won't matter. They can't go to that next level with them. That person is going somewhere different. They're not using drugs anymore. They are getting out of that lifestyle. So they now have to align themselves with people that can help them grow in this new environment that they're looking to be a part of. And the same thing goes for you, whatever your goals are. The people who you have aligned yourself with currently, so the people who are in your circle right now, are the people that were more in line with the lifestyle you had. So if your lifestyle didn't produce anything, if it didn't pro- if it didn't help you achieve your goals, if it didn't help you even set any goals, then those are that's the circle that you have now. They probably don't have any goals either. Maybe they didn't want you to achieve any goals. Maybe they wanted you to achieve your goals and they really didn't know how to support you in it. Like it really could be anything, but they are the people that aligned with who you were. So when we talk about that aftermath of life's challenges, the things you've been through and the things that you've seen, they are the byproduct of what you've been through. The relationships that you built with them are that byproduct. And sometimes... It's just not conducive to where you're headed. So got to purge them. They got to go. It's no hard feelings. It's not really even personal. If these people actually loved and cared about you the way they said they did, they would be understanding, you know, and you are, you're going to have some friends that are understanding of where you are and where you're going. And 
They may even understand that they can't go. They can still be a part of your life, but it's going to look different because you're going somewhere different. You're going somewhere that they're not headed. You know, if where you're headed isn't even a part of their goals and their mindset, then they really shouldn't want to go anyway. (laughs) There's no reason for them to go somewhere that doesn't appeal to them. And there's no reason for you to stay somewhere that doesn't appeal to you. So that purge is necessary and it's okay. It's it's nothing personal, just business. Places. There are some places that you might not be able to go anymore. Now I know for me, like me relocating to another state was kind of me getting away from the place I was in. I know even with me, like when I moved out of my town home in Baltimore, Maryland, um, most people would have just thought that, you know, I just, I needed something different. I had been through this traumatic experience and especially with my boyfriend dying in that home, um, it would just been like, yeah, no wonder she's leaving. That makes sense. She just, she needs a fresh start, but it was a little bit bigger than that. The place where I was, you know, even my neighbors realized I didn't belong there. Like my neighbors treated me really, really crappy, especially after my boyfriend died because they knew I was there alone. Um, They knew I didn't belong in that place. Like they knew that that wasn't where I, I didn't fit in. And sometimes there are places where they're familiar and they're comfortable and, and maybe it's a church Maybe it's a work environment or the type of work that you do. Like there's just a place where you gravitate to that you don't belong. It rejects you and you keep going back because it's familiar and you fight through it, but you need a new place. You need to purge where that is. For me, you know, I moved to another state. So far, I love it. I have no complaints. Um, It could have went horribly. I do recognize that, but fortunately it didn't. Um, But I'm glad that I decided to purge the place where I was. So there may be some places that you go, that you frequent, that feel like home, but they're not. They're the source of your stress. They're the source of your contempt. And you have to purge those places. Stop going there. Get rid of those places. Stop Stop being a regular at those places. Things. Do you need to get rid of some things? And I guess when I say things, I kind of mean habits. Are there habits that you need to get rid of? Do you have unhealthy habits? You know, like maybe one of your goals is to get healthy, to be healthy in 2019. But you still drink heavily. You still smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. That's so expensive. Um, but it's going to be hard for you to get healthy without kicking those habits. You know, what if your goal is some type of financial freedom or some type of financial stability? If you are still blowing money on things that you don't need, if you haven't created a budget, um, you're not going to reach those goals of financial stability or financial freedom. So there are some habits that you have to get rid of. There are going to be some things that you need to do differently, some things that have to go. They just just get rid of them. That's going to be a part of that purge. Like you don't need those things. 
those things were what you did in the past that created the aftermath that we're trying to get through right now. So take a look at those things. Like really, really think about what that means. Think about it like this. So I was listening to another podcast and there were these guys and they were talking about if they had a friend who was kind of a womanizer and they were debating, like, do you pull a guy to the side and say like, hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to these women? Or do you just be like, well, that's none of my business. I mean, if, you know, if it's consensual and he good, he's straight, like what difference does it make? It just makes me like a hater. So I understood both sides of the argument. But what I will say is if I had a friend who was we'll just use the womanizing, you know, womanizing situation as the example. If I had a friend who was just a womanizer, my thing wouldn't so much be like, hey, how could you be out here breaking these hearts and hurting these women? That is a bit that's not great. Like you probably shouldn't do that. But I think my biggest thing would be, why? Why are you investing time in that? Like there's no return in it. What do you what are you you're telling me you don't have anything else to do? Like you're 30s, 40s, 50 years old, and you're still womanizing? You don't have anything else better to do. There are some things that, even though they don't hurt you, they don't help you. Why? Why would you give time and energy to it? So, you know, even if I had a friend who, like I said, was womanizing, even if you know, he's cheating, they're cheating, or maybe nobody's cheating. Like maybe they're all just casually dating each other. <laughs> the My question would just be why? You don't feel like that time and energy could go to anything else. You don't feel like that's something that you should purge in order to be more productive or in order to do something that will actually help you in personal or emotional or developmental growth. So, you know, if that person kind of felt like, no, no, I'm good, I'm straight, then okay, that's fine. But I think I would just kind of feel like that's a thing that you can purge. You know, it it doesn't help you grow. It doesn't help you evolve into anything. You could eliminate that and you would be just fine. You might even be better off <laughs> if you eliminated it. So the last thing in that, in that now that people... Uh, what is it, person, place, thing, or idea, is the idea. And that kind of goes into mindset. There are some mindset shifts, and maybe not even shifts, like maybe there are some uh, mindset ideals that you're going to just plain have to purge and eliminate. I know for me, um, with my kind of mental health journey, it really has been purging a lot of those negative thoughts that I had, purging the negative self-talk, purging some of the ideas that I've had for 10, 20, maybe even 30 years now, because those ideas are obsolete. Those ideas were grounded in something that wasn't true. Those ideas came from a life of trauma and turmoil and they don't serve me anymore. They aren't going to take me where I need to go. I need new ideas. And I need to create space for these new ideas by purging the old ones. So if I was in a place where I felt like I deserved um, the abusive 
romantic partners that I had, then I have to purge that idea. Um, because, and I'm, I'm not even talking about a, a shift because there is, there's no room for any idea that I des- There's no room for any message that advocates that I deserved abuse. It shouldn't even, it shouldn't occupy any space. It doesn't need to be recycled. It doesn't need to be changed or shifted. It just needs to go. So that I, so the ideas that held us captive, the ideas that we're too old to change careers, the idea that um, are we've been married too long to uh, get divorced or demand more from our husbands or wives or go to counseling. Um, that idea may just need to go. You, you may just need to purge it. Because in 2019, you are getting unstuck and you want something different. So the ideas that you had that have you currently feeling stuck are ideas that need to be purged. So let me know, how are you prepping or how did you prep? Because hopefully you prepped before December the 30th. But how did you and how are you prepping for 2019? What did, what did you do in 2018 so that when 2019 comes, you're hitting the ground running or jogging or walking or whatever your pace is, but you're not going to be stagnant and you're not going to be stuck. You're setting yourself up in 2019 for success. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I told you I wasn't going to keep you too long, um, but uh I did want to drop in and talk to you just for a little bit and tell you that I want you to have an absolutely amazing new year. Be safe, be blessed, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, enjoy yourself. And I will see you next year. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. There's no community without you. Please visit my website, OurRoyalCommunity.com, where you can grab a copy of my free ebook, Stay Raining, How to Turn a Messy Pass into a Masterpiece, or my published book, Your Queendom Awaits, How to Let Challenges and Traumas Guide You to Triumph. You can also check out my blog, Just My Thoughts, a blog created with the inner queen in mind, on my website as well. I will be talking to you guys soon, and remember, never hold back. Your queendom awaits you.